Guys, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you didn't draw a hunt this year, don't worry. There are still ways to get a tag and get out in the field. Not only are there leftover and OTC opportunities, but if you join GoHunt.com Insider with promo code JSCOTT by August 31st, 2021, you're also going to be entered to win $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. You also are going to get 10 entries into GoHunt's Big Summer of Elk giveaway where you could win a 2022 New Mexico elk hunt and $15,000 in hunting gear. GoHunt Insider is the one platform for finding great hunts, researching new units, e-scouting, and planning your hunt. Now an added incredible value at no extra cost are desktop maps and maps available on iPhone and Android. Again, this is no extra cost. It's part of being an Insider member. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Sign up at GoHunt.com forward slash JScott and get a $50 GoHunt GearShop gift card just by using the JScott promo code. And also, don't forget, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. I also want to thank the gear shop at GoHunt.com and Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years, the glassing guru. Don't forget, if you order on GoHunt.com or you call or text Cody at 602-399-3699, you're going to get a 10% discount by using the J. Scott promo code. You can also call the shop directly at 702-847-8747 or email at optics at GoHunt.com. I want to thank GoHunt for their sponsorship of this podcast. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting for sponsoring this podcast. That is the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. You can go to KUIU.com to order directly off the website. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They make the best hunting gear on the market today. Also, Phonescope.com. Use the JScott21 promo code. You're going to get a 10% off on all orders at Phonescope.com. Guys, thanks for listening, and let's get right to this episode. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got the digital content manager of GoHunt.com, Brady Miller, and the product manager, Mike Dietrich. Guys, how you doing? Oh, doing very well. Yeah, yep. doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you guys on the podcast today. Uh, today we want to specifically talk about GoHunt Maps, both the desktop and the mobile. And I'm excited to have you both on to kind of talk um, at, at a good level of you know, understanding that you both have of the map, both desktop and mobile, and kind of dive into it. I know I get a lot of questions, and, and there's some that I can't answer and some that I can, uh, but I figured getting you guys on and, and talking about the GoHunt mapping product um, would be a good thing. So um, I want the first question, either one of you, I want to ask you about GoHunt Maps. Um, where, are we at, where are we at right now with the desktop and the mobile, and um, what can users uh, expect with this product? Yeah, so... Uh, go hunt maps that just everything about it excites me as a western hunter because this, these are things that you know i live and breathe on the east scouting side and a lot of times let's face it you know we don't have time to go boot, put boots on the ground scouting or we're checking out some new units that we want to you know go hunt and to me it's just like a great avenue to dive in and do a bunch of research before I ever step foot in the field so it became like a necessity like hey if we're going to go hunt maps we got to do it we got to do it big. We got to do it right. We need 3D. To me, like being able to utilize GoHunt Maps on the web in full 3D, full on everything I need. I can, you know, tilt. I can pan it. I can look at you. I can dissect it. Just start, you know, getting in there and figuring out exactly. You know, I love mule deer. So to me, it's all about mule deer. Like, where are these guys going to live? Where do they thrive? Where are they going to, you know, move when they have some escape routes? That sort of thing. I can all do that on GoHunt Maps. And again, at the same time, we have all these, you know, amazing different layers. I can start overlaying it. You know, if I have a late season hunt, I can, you know, throw throw on there some public land layers. I can throw on top of that some herd migration data. So now it's going to give me a, a giant leg up on, hey, where are animals going to be during certain times of the year? And then just start like diving in, like the amount of research I do on mobile map, even during like the app season, like it's huge. And then now I'm scouting. I'm like, you know, I have probably bunch of my hunts that i have right now i already have two to three hundred waypoints in that unit 
Like, I feel like I know everything about the, you know, a bunch of places I'm going to are, are totally new. So this gives me a giant leg up on everything. And it's really cool, like, the evolution of what we've, you know, been able to do, this giant team we have, like, adding all these sweet features that, you know, guys in the office like Brandon, Trail, Neville, myself, you know, Lorenzo, we've been, like, all these layers we've wanted to have, and now they're on Go Hunt Maps. Like, it just helps us, you know, we always we want to help, you know, insiders out in the field be more successful. And we figure, give them the best of the best mapping product, and that's going to lead the door to, uh, you know, do that stuff and you know you got all the roads and trails you got like i said herd migration public land just endless amounts of data on the web to help you e-scout and the greatest thing now is we have you know mobile maps so now the guys can take all their data that they've been researching for their hunt coming up or a scouting trip and that seamlessly transfers right over to your phone so it's an easy process to do and we have all the same functionality on the mobile app that we do on the web so all that all that i want to sit down at night and i'm bored you know sitting on my bed I can just pull up my phone and start, you know, e-scouting. And then that'll sync right back to the web. And Brady, um, before Go Hunt Maps, I mean, you have been very well versed in pretty much every platform out there from Google Earth to, you know, all of the different mapping systems. This is not like your first jump into mapping. Um, talk a little bit about how you were able to take a lot of the things that you could get from different mapping uh, sources such as Google Earth and some of that stuff and be able to be a part of this team that has, you know, built this. Um, how has, you know, being a, a map guy for a long time helped you and helped the team create a product that, that you're really excited about? Yeah, so that's, that's the coolest thing because, like, back in the day, you know, like, I was taking a bunch of different layers from a bunch of different sources out there on the Internet, you know, government agencies with different you know, just basically scouring the internet for anything that can help me be a more effective hunter. And I was, you know, creating KL, KMLs, you know, doing all this stuff on the back end, throwing them in other products, trying to use it, you know, and it works and all that, but it's just not, not the best use of my time. And so like being able to have all that geeky stuff I did back in the day and we built Go Hunt Maps, like for me, it was always like, hey, all these stuff I've done multiple years, let's toss all that into Go Hunt Maps because that's going to help the user. All these little, you know, things that I kind of call like my little secret gems. I used to how I used to e scout and research. Let's toss them on there to make it easy for everyone to digest all this information. And that's the same sort of thing too. With uh, one of the biggest things I always used back in the day was uh, you know elevation bands. Like I want to, I want to take a big mountain, sort it out by elevation band because you know I might have an early season archery hunt. I want to start looking at you know those ten thousand foot to and higher elevation spots or you know maybe i have a late season hunt i might start diving into some transitional zone so i want to look at you know seven and a half thousand to nine thousand foot or you know all those different bands in between there and now in go hunt i can just like turn on that elevation band and start diving in like it just makes my life easy it makes me really excited to like have these tools that i used to use back in the day and now they're all in one spot on go hunt maps just to you know like even with like brandon and trail all their their different research tactics like trail's a big elk guy like how he goes about planning his archery elk hunts. He just tossed all that data and tossed all that stuff he used to do back in there, but then go hunt maps. Yeah, and Mike, um, you're the product manager for the desktop and, and will all of go hunt maps. Um, talk about how you assemble the team and, and every day you guys have you know been cracking down and, and trying to create the best product out there for the Western hunter. Yeah, no, that's a good topic. I, I think... Uh, it all starts really with the with the vision that they set, you know, last year from Lorenzo and Chris, and um, it was always about adding value for for insiders and the next logical step for Go Hunt, um, especially after you know the filtering and draw odds and the content and the, and the shop. The next logical step was was mapping. Um, so when we started last year, we definitely started with the desktop. We wanted to build an, an e scouting tool. Um, so to what Brady was talking about, we wanted a tool uh, in full 3D that you can really understand the terrain and visualize that and build a plan. Uh, the next step was then the mobile application. So we wanted to be able to take those maps and all that plan and put it on your phone so you can take it out to the field with you. We want to make that process seamless so that when you come back from the field, you have all that data and you can continue to uh, build your hunt plans out year over year. Um, building the team up has been a uh, has been a really fun experience for us. I mean, building a building a mapping application uh, has its challenges. Um, they're fun to work through. Uh, we have an excellent team. They work uh, tirelessly to put this tool in place for for all the insiders that we have out there. Um, I think one of the benefits that we have is we got guys like Brady 
Trail, Lorenzo, Brando, uh, and Neville kind of in the shop that we can we can bounce ideas off on a regular basis. And you know, Jay, we've had previous conversations about improvements and things like that, but that feedback that we get um, from folks who have that experience, the years and years and years of hunting experience out in the field, that that knowledge they have on previous systems, what did and didn't work with those, all of that feedback um, makes this app what it is today. And it, and it also lends to the improvements that we're making here in the future as well. So um, I think a lot of our success up to this point has been uh, the feedback that we've been receiving. And when we initially launched the mobile app earlier in the in the summer, uh, one of the things that we asked insiders to do was take it out and and put it put it to use. Test it like you would any other piece of gear. Get comfortable with it. Start using it. Figure out what works and what doesn't. And um, the big release that we're going to talk about today, um, that is a direct result of that feedback. Uh, we had an overwhelmingly uh, supportive um, amount of feedback that came in from folks who took the app out and really tested it over the summer. And, and this release and the improvements that we made right before hunting season um, it's a result of that. So we're super excited about it. You talk about this release. Um, let the people know that are listening um, about this release, what they need to do in order to get these upgrades and future releases, what they need to do and ha how they need to uh, proceed to get those future releases. Yeah. So right now we just pushed a big release to the iOS app. So the iOS app is available on the app store. You just go to the app store, type in Go Hunt Maps, um, and if you're up to date, you'll see a little blue icon that says open. You can open up your app. Uh, if you're not up to date and there's a new version available, you'll see a blue update button. So you want to go click that update button, and then you'll be on the next version, um, our latest release. So uh, that's one way to do it. You can also go into your system preferences on your device. Um, this is what I do, um, and enable automatic updates your applications. Uh, updates are very important. We're, we're constantly improving the application. Um, even if we don't have major releases, generally we'll push uh, smaller updates um, with small fixes in it. So it's very important to continue to check that and make sure your app is up to date. And um, we'll be pushing out a couple couple releases in the, in the next couple weeks. So we definitely want people to keep an eye on the App Store uh, and make sure, they're, make sure they're staying up to date. The big Android updates coming out here in a few weeks as well. So for those Android listeners, we definitely want them to uh, keep an eye on the App Store. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, one thing that needs to be pointed out is now with the maps, desktop and mobile, the GoHunt Insider is one platform. Um, in other words, you had all of the uh, researching units, the, the, you know, planning your hunts, the draw odds, the harvest statistics, I'd like to point out that the, the addition of the maps has not increased the price of an insider uh, membership. It's the same price. So this is just an added value, a huge added value in my mind. I'm, I'm curious you guys' feedback on that because I know, Brady, you specifically have been working with the um, draw odds, harvest statistics, strategy articles, and all of that for, for a long time. How much value add is this new mapping at not a different price? It's basically the same price for the insider. Yeah, I, I think this new uh, new addition is, is huge to me because right now, you know, like you said, we always had the research data. We had, you know, great content for insiders. We had the gear shop. You know, we have YouTube videos to educate people. And now we have maps. So now we basically take an already you know, awesome product to help people get out in the field and just get on new experiences, check out new hunts, break down those barriers of, you know, hunting a new state for the first time. If you're an East Coast guy and want to come out West, you know, just making it easier for everyone. Now with maps, it literally makes our product a year-round product. So it's, it's an all-in-one solution, all-in-one platform for every every hunter out there. So, like, you can start in the year with, with scouting, or, I mean, with uh, research-based stuff, roll that into to e-scouting, take it all in the field, and then, you know, continue on with like get, gathering up all the information from our content, our strategy articles. And this makes it, uh, you know, a tool that's like really exciting to use every single day because there's always something you can be doing as a Western hunter to, you know, whether it's education or whether it's, you know, being on the maps all the time on the web, diving into places in 3D where you want to check out next year. If you have enough points to draw a unit, you want to start dropping some points on there to figure out like, hey, is this actually a unit, you know, I can... If I want to draw it, will actually be a good hunt. Well, now you can dive in on 3D. So it just makes that, you know, I love the the whole all-in-one platform we have. We don't have to juggle, you know, multiple logins anymore. We don't have to, 
you know, import different data like I used to do back in the day, trying to make my my mapping e-scouting a lot better. Now it's just all in one place, which to me just makes me so so excited just to like every day to see what we're improving on. And I want to jump back a little bit too when Mike was saying, you know, the team's just constantly adding new value to it, to the product. Like these guys, will be, I'll be up sometimes. I'm a, I'm a night owl. So a lot of times I think of some random ideas, you know, at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, I jump on a little, uh, you know, community little messaging tool I'm like, hey, what about this little tool? Can we think we can like add something like that? They're like, oh yeah, like oh, if someone jump on respond, we'll have little conversations about it, and just getting excited about like future releases and and more things we can do to help you know insiders out. It's like it's a super cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mike, talk a little bit about yeah, that. I'll, I'll add to that a little bit too. Yeah, go um, ahead. That collaboration that we have, and, and it's not just the team itself, right? It, it it's the actual insiders that are calling in. Um, there's been a handful of times over the summer we'll just have hour-long conversations with some of these customers who call in, and they have really, really detailed experiences. They'll they'll explain their entire hunt. Um, I I had one guy I talked to earlier this summer, um, and we spent an hour and a half on the phone talking about a hunt he just did up in Montana, um, or an e-scouting trip for a hunt he has this fall, and the level of detail that he provided, um, and the in the in the feedback that he gave us has helped shape and really form some of the new features that will be coming out this fall. Uh, so we can't, uh, I, I can't say enough uh, how great it is to hear from these these folks and, and all the feedback that we get, it really helps shape that. And, and the more detailed, the better. Um, mm-hmm. Really understanding the use case. Um, a lot of times you'll see people provide feedback in 10 different ways, and they're really requesting the same thing. And so it's really about painting that picture and filling in the gaps. So more feedback, the better. Mike, talk about this. Um, these new major improvements um, with this new download. Yeah, so um, when we uh, when we initially launched this app uh, earlier this summer, uh, we had we had map downloads. Um, you basically select an area to download. We download that particular area. Um, we did get a lot of feedback from that, and and what we've done over the past three months is rebuild our download system from the ground up. And that is the version that we just released to the App Store. And what this one is providing for you is much more, much faster and much more reliable map downloads and map availability, specifically in areas of intermittent signal. Uh, so when we started this earlier in the summer, we wanted to ensure that hunters will always have a map available whenever they need it. We also wanted to ensure that when they downloaded those maps, whether they're sitting at home on Wi-Fi or whether they're driving their truck down the road in spotty service, that those maps would download and they'd have something available, whether it finished downloading or not. Um, so one of the things that we had found previously was if the map download didn't complete, you wouldn't have it available. We have improved that and fixed that with this one. So some of the benefits that you'll see here is uh, not just the uh, download speed and quality, but if you're if you are hunting, in an area of intermittent signal. So let's say your phone is going in and out of service. Um, it'll be much more stable, much more reliable. Those maps will always be there on your device. Uh, it also has faster downloads in various network connections. So downloading on LTE, 3G, or Wi-Fi, whatever network you're on, um, you'll see those speeds increase as well. And one of the things that we've done, and there's a there's a pretty common use case here where your first plan fails and sometimes your second plan fails, and then you realize you don't have maps for plan C. Uh, what we've done is we've blended the download area so that if you do hunt outside of the area that you downloaded, you'll still have um, some map availability in that area as well. Um, one of the one of the interesting and, and I think one of the more beneficial improvements as well is um, if you start downloading a map and it doesn't finish, um, it'll just pause that download. So if you gain signal again, it'll continue and then finish the download whenever you're back in signal. So this is important. I know Brady's probably got an example of this. Um, but if, if you, you say you, you leave your first hunt area, you go to a gas station, and you need to come up with a quick plan, um, now you're able to download maps in that, that other area and go execute on that, that second plan. Because you know, I, I think a lot of times, too, it comes down to, you know, we as hunters, we like to be as, as dialed and as focused and think we have a plan put together. But sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you might forget to download a map to the last minute. You are driving down the road trying to download maps. 
And it happens even to me quite a bit where it's like, man, I forgot to download a map in this new area. I just looked at you to download really quickly. And you're driving, you lose the service all the time. But now your maps are going to continue to download. Just a huge, huge feature to me, and especially like the situation where you are sitting at a gas station trying to download, you might have poor service. And it just makes it a lot, a lot smoother to know that you're going to have a map. And especially if it only downloads, let's say, like 50%, and then you go hunt for a while, you're going to have 50% of your map to use right now. And while you gain service again, it'll start downloading it. It's just another cool feature to make sure you always have a map in your hand. Like, without a map, you can't hunt. And so now we're just going to ensure that hunters always have maps in their hand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's another benefit too, right? So it's not just when you're when you're offline, you're out in the field. It's um, w- what we found was, you know, just talking to some of these folks was they'll they'll be on LTE, um, you know, wherever they're at in the world. They might not be on Wi-Fi. Um, maps in general are just heavy data, um, and that's a lot of data to stream. So what we kind of do in the background here is even when you're online. What we'll do is we'll download some of those tiles, so uh, those map tiles for the areas you're looking at. Um, so that way you don't have to, to re-render those tiles on your map, right? They'll, they'll just be there. And that'll improve the performance of the app even when you're online and you're just doing your e-scouting. Um, so once those tiles, tiles kind of come through and that map is there, it'll just stay there. Um, now, there is a distinction um, when we do what we call our active downloads. And that is where you go in, you say, I want to download this area. Um, that's what you want to do if you get, if you want some higher resolution and you want to download the, the hunting layers. So if you want the layers and, and you want some higher resolution maps, that's where you'll go in, you'll create a new map, you'll define the area that you want to download, and then you'll just go ahead and click download on that. And that, that's the huge thing to me too, because like right now when I'm planning the scouting trip I'm going on here, in a little bit, I've been, you know, online uh, researching my area, diving way in, and the app is, you know, starting to, you know, download that stuff while I'm like online. So I do have a, a, a base map kind of downloaded, and then once I actually do go down and download the active map with all my layers, it also speeds up that process, which is a win-win to me because again, we might forget to download a map, and now I actually have a bunch of, you know, maps pre-downloaded in way before I go on the field. And it's helps speed everything up. You know, things always come up, like I mentioned earlier. You might forget to do something. Well, now it's going to be faster while you're driving and uh, trying to get that map download before you uh, get out in the field. Guys, I want to talk about real fast. I've heard you both mention layers. Um, we've got private land, government land, hunt units, roads and trails, access, wildfires, terrain, species distribution, land usage, water. And, and within those are different subsets. Um, talk about some of your favorite uh, layers and uh, how you guys as a team decided which layers to include and, and put in the um, application. You want to start with that one, Brady? Yeah, so uh, for, for me, um, it's always been about, like I said earlier, trying to figure out and try to learn a new area. And so I have to live by you know public land i don't have access to private land across the west of me public land is everything so that layer has always been really really important to me but on top of that like even the species distribution areas like i said if i have a late season hunt i might not know where to go in this unit like i don't know hey do these animals migrate out of here do they stay in this unit or do they do and now having those layers i can utilize to start you know, gaining an edge in that unit before I go there. Now I have a good idea of, hey, I should focus on these areas because this is where the public land and the, you know, the herd migration stuff for a late season hunt kind of mix together. And then on top of that, like I can toss on the, the you know, the elevation layers, elevation bands. So I can I instantly, I'm starting to narrow down how I go about finding a place to hunt. And then too, if I want to like, hey, I want, you know, I know burns are great for wildlife. They're awesome to try to find elk, mule deer, and having access to a bunch of wild players, I use those a lot, just trying to key in on places that, you know, a lot of times to me, wildfires mean, you know, not, knock down timber, nasty areas, horrible to hike in. Well, yeah, it might be horrible for me to hike in, but I know, you know, I'm just going to go and do it. So maybe I'm hoping, you know, a lot of other people won't think that way. Like, man, that's going to be nasty to hike through that burn. Well, I'm going to do that to try to get to deer. So I'm going to start utilizing some of those areas that are hard to access based on, you know, where all this down timber might be. It's trying to like utilize that sort of thing to try to like, you know, gain a leg up on other people that might be in the field and just use that to my advantage a little bit. 
and then like hunt units like that's that's big everywhere i know i every time i'm researching either on the, the mobile app or on the web i always have hunt units turned on i want to i want to be able to see make sure all of a sudden like you know i could get in there in the weeds a little bit i might be scouting for an hour on my computer all of a sudden i'm you know in another unit i didn't know i was <laughs> like i try to keep all that stuff organized and try to do it and that's where the big thing to me is just like all these tools right now help you plan without a solid plan you're just going on the field lost. And that's why, like I said earlier, like I have 200 to 300 waypoints already marked on some of these places I've never been before. I feel like it's like looking at the back of my hand. I know everything about the unit before I step in there. And having these layers that I can utilize is just an absolute game changer. Like I would, I would not be able to scout or hunt without everything being in 3D on the web and then being able to transfer everything over my mobile device when I go out and scout. It just makes things so much easier for me. And all these layers just layers that I'm super excited that our users get to utilize and check out all the time. Yeah. And, you know, um, Brady, real fast, um, Mike, um, you had mentioned before too, when you work on the desktop, it automatically transfers to your mobile. When you work on the mobile, it automatically transfers to the desktop. Talk about how as a hunter, having that cohesiveness of, of being able to have those things merging um, constantly, how, how that's uh, important. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's it's really big because I, I do prefer to, you know, to dive in on our web app because I can see everything in a big screen. I can look at stuff. So I'm diving in there, entering all these waypoints. But then like later on at night, I might be sitting on the couch. You know, my wife might be watching TV. I might not be interested in what she's watching. So I might pull up my phone. I can start e-scouting on my phone and do all that same sort of research I was doing on the computer. It's a little smaller screen, but I can enter in all those waypoints. I can go in there. Maybe I entered a waypoint on the web. And I didn't enter, you know, the icon correctly. It was a glassing spot. And I just had the standard icon on. I can start changing that data right now or change the name of it. And then even what I think is very powerful, what I do on my phone a lot, might enter a bunch of waypoints on my computer. But then later on when I'm, you know, sitting in my bed or sitting on the couch, I'll start dropping notes in each one of those waypoints. Like, hey, now this is a great spot and marked it as a glassing area. Maybe I've got it before. Hey, I know, I know to hey, glass, this, glass west off this waypoint or you know, glass, wherever, to start dropping notes in, that's going to help me later on in the field. So I can do all that stuff on my mobile device, all that stuff on my web, and then once I go back to web later on, all that stuff syncs back up, all those notes, all those icon changes, the styling I use, this makes it, like like I said, it's seamless, and it just it makes my scouting easier because I can go from a computer to a mobile device throughout the whole day or throughout the whole evening whenever I want to scout or even when I'm on the road, as we're going, and my, I always take my laptop with me, I know all that data is going to sync back over once I get, you know, obviously I need some signal on my computer to make it sync back up, but it just adds to that level of detail that you can start diving in. You don't have to be stuck by a computer the whole time. I can do all that research on my phone if you want to, which a lot of users do. You know, they like to sit there on their phone and do their research, which is totally fine, but now it's going to sync back up to the web. It's super easy to do this research. And one question I get a lot, too, is um, people that have other uh waypoints on other devices and and google earth and some of those different things as far as downloading those um icons waypoints roads you know lines uh what has been your experience being able to transfer uh waypoints to um the uh, the um go hunt maps product yeah and and that's also a super easy process too we have a, we have an article on go hunt on uh just go to our our insider article drop down there's a section right there that says maps you can click on that and it kind of walks through the whole process but basically all it is is an export and then a import right back in and the great thing is too so you know we all have you know different icons and stuff like that and we have a, a bulk edit tool on our web app so let's say you had a bunch of waypoints that you wanted to change the color on really quickly you can actually grab a bunch of those waypoints instantly change the color for how you do it maybe you have you know all your e-scouting um, before you go and boots on the ground, you, maybe you color those all, you know, white, let's say, and all your infield actual boots on the ground scouting, your waypoints are black. You can instantly change those to match whatever you had before. It makes it super easy to convert over from anything. And we just want to make it easier for people. So really, it's just an export, re-import in, all your data is going to be on there. And it just makes it so you can you can go. You can just, you know, start doing all your data, start doing all your research, and then get in the field. Well, I just learned something there. I didn't realize we had that tool Um when I first started on Go Hunt Maps, I had just tons and tons of stuff on Google Earth, and I started uh, importing them over into it, and it was fantastic how everything worked and, and showed up on the app. So I was 
pretty stoked about that. One thing that I did is I had to go in individually and, you know, put, put each one as either a glassing knob or, you know, a water tank or whatever and different colors, what have you. Um, it's nice to know, and I didn't know that. It's nice to know that, um, you know, because I do, you know, glassing points are yellow. I have all these certain colors for certain icons, and I know what they mean, and so that that's that's a huge um, add there. Um, anything from your side, Mike, on the transfer of, of data? Yeah, no, I think Brady hit it. It's it's a it's a pretty simple process. You just export from whatever system you're on in a KML or GPX file, and then uh, just go into the Go Hunt Maps on on the on the web, and uh, you can just import that file right on in. And then, yeah. like you said, using those bulk edit tools, that's a really quick way to get all your styles right. Uh, to your point, Jay, you know I, I think it's beneficial to have a some sort of a markup system available, and this kind of ties into that previous comments on layers too, right? Like the layers that we have, there's there's different use cases for them at different points in your planning process. Um, you might have your your hunt units on, um, or you might be using terrain layers. If you're, you know, I'm going on an elk cut in Montana, September this year, I want to know what that elevation is. So I'll use the terrain layers for that. Um, but then when I actually get in and start e-scouting, you know, especially for, for an elk unit, I'll be looking at wildfires, beetle kill, um and things like that and in water sources but i'll be marking all those up with a color system so like all my water features will be blue uh any feed areas will be will be green any um you know trails or crossing points or terrain features will be yellow so i think it's important to have a markup system there and that you take out into the field you know i personally don't download too many layers when i go out it's already marked up and that goes into what brady was saying you know if you do that research and you use those layers um, especially on the web app and you've you've marked everything up you know that unit inside and out and then when you take that out into the field and it just syncs up you have all those reference points readily available for you um, when i'm doing you know initial uh, scouting and i'm looking for a unit and i'm exploring a unit i just use white icons across the board so i know when i'm out in the field that, that would be a temporary icon that i would use and then i could change the color if i've confirmed it um, say as a water source Yep. And then back to the uh, the bulk edit thing, Jay. That's just a, so if you're on the Go Hunt web, it's going to be like the like the icon on the upper left section of the screen. It's like a little arrow. And if you click on that, and that's, you just got to click and drag, and you can do the bulk edit, bulk style, that sort of thing with all your waypoints. And then to jump back to what uh, Mike was just saying, uh, like I, mean, I was saying earlier how I change colors, and you do the same thing with colors here and there. One thing I like to do to stay organized with that. So we have the uh, collections that are on our web app. Basically, it's like a folder system for your hunt. So right now I have a bunch for, you know, hunting Idaho. I have a Montana folder. I have a Colorado folder, that sort of thing. In that collection, I'll actually, in the notes area, I'll drop little things like, hey, um, all my white ones right now, like uh, on a certain hunt, I have all my white ones are labeled as access. All my black ones are whatever they are. And that kind of keeps me organized. So actually, you know, we might research you know, for a hunt or start e-scouting in June, by the time we get to go out scouting, it might be, you know, late July, early August, and you might have forgot what those styles mean. So this is a, another way that keeps me organized and like, hey, that, that waypoint's colored that way. This is what it means. This is another great way to uh, help you plan and prepare. So I like to utilize the notes and like drop those little things in there on the collection level. Just keeps me organized for every hunt. Yeah, and you talk about collections. That's one thing that really, in my mind, sets this app apart as well as you actually can create collections or quote-unquote folders that are Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, whatever it may be, or specifically, you know, 3C Arizona archery elk. I've also got a 12B, you know, east um, late mule deer hunt. You can actually create collections for specific hunts. Talk about how being able to, I know Brady, I know you very well and you're organized uh, like I am in that regard, almost anal to a way which is good. Um, how important is it to be able to have that ability to, um, you know, have those organizational skills within the app? Yeah, I think it's huge because like right now, if I showed someone my go on maps, you'd be like, wow, that looks like a mess. If I had all my waypoints turned on because I have, you know, waypoints in every single state out there, a bunch of different units. Now I can just take it, I can organize it. Like to me, the collection level, I like to organize it. Everyone's different. But to me, it's like I do the year, the state, the species, and the weapon. So, for example, I might have 2021 Idaho mule deer rifle. 
and then I can have the 2021 from last year. And now I can start like comparing and contrasting. Let's say I hunt this unit all the time. Maybe it's an over-counter unit. I can compare data I gathered from e-scouting last year and then boots on the ground and then in the field with what I'm kind of seeing now. Like how that hunt play out last year? How am I utilizing that data from my other collection to make my hunt in 2021 better? And that's why I think the collections are a great way to organize all your data. And then too, like I said, like if I open up my app and turn on all my waypoints, it looks like a mess. But now I can just like turn on and off certain things on the web app and I can just see my Idaho data. I can just see Montana. I can just see my Arizona stuff. And this helps me, you know, hone in a little bit, clean up my map a little bit easier. I can just start diving in and looking at it. And like I said, like I love that note section of collections to be able to add a little bit of things that I can utilize. Um, for how I how I go about naming things, or what my style is, or what I need to do still to prepare for Good the hunt, girl. I'll drop a little you know random things in that notes and just utilize it. That's why collections are are so powerful. Like like I said, if you if you don't Good if you go quiet. in the field and don't have a plan, you're setting yourself up as a service. So this is giving you a great way to plan your hunt. Or I may even use collections as a way to you know plan my you know I have enough points maybe to draw a, a great tag next year. I'll start dr- dropping a collection for that hunt, I'll already start re-researching it if I have time. Like, I want to get a leg up and do a bunch of research now when I have some time for a tag I might even draw in 2022. Yeah, for sure. Guys, talk a little bit about um, the difference in iOS and Android. Um, Obviously, they're two totally different systems. Obviously, um, iOS launched first and Android came second. Um, But talk about those Android, you know, the download improvements um, that are coming and and just the difference between iOS and Android because everybody has a different phone. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll talk to that a little bit. Uh, We did launch iOS first, um, and Android's always been running a couple weeks behind iOS. Um, You know, we do that intentionally, but uh, the, the download improvements that you're seeing on iOS now are coming out on Android very, very soon. So for any Android user... Um, again, keep an eye out on that on the Play Store. Uh, you'll be seeing those improvements hit pretty very soon. Um, there's not a whole lot of difference in functional use between iOS and Android. We've kept that parity pretty close. Um, again, the main difference that you'll see is a, a slight delay in Android. We do push some features out in Android uh, earlier than iOS um, on a case-by-case basis. Um, in, in one example that, that we recently did was um, we got some feedback on copying and changing coordinate systems. You know, we had a, we had a lot of users saying, hey, we don't use a decimal degree system. We want to use uh, UTMs or um, for any military folks, um, uh, myself included, we all like MGRS. So we built in that system uh, on Android first and we shipped that and got some feedback on it. And then we pushed it out on iOS uh, to follow up. But for the most part, both systems, iOS and Android, are very, very similar in capability. It's just a matter of which feature gets released first on which platform. And another thing I really like, too, when we're talking about you know, either iOS or Android and the web, everything you see on the web app, it is very, very similar, almost exactly the same thing you'll see on the mobile app. So if you're used to using certain tools and certain layers, and you're turning stuff on and off. Well, you, you can easily join your mobile app. It's exactly the same. So it makes, it makes there's no learning curve between the two platforms, between web and uh, mobile. Let's talk about some of the new things, uh, hybrid map contour layers and some of the new things that are, um, that are in, in this application. Yeah, so that was a uh, big improvement that we just pushed. Again, that was based on a bunch of feedback we got from, from some users. Um, the original contour layers that we were using um, were a little jagged. Um, some, of the, some of the data didn't line up correctly. The, um, the labels were a little off and they would disappear at certain levels. Um, so we rebuilt that contour layer from the ground up. Um, and now what you'll see, the, the biggest improvement, at least for me, is that the index and intermediate lines on that contour layer are much more distinguished and then the labels are much easier to read. Um, so when you're actually in there planning on that on that hybrid map, um, you're able to see that terrain much easier. Um, we pushed it out at 200 foot 200 foot intervals. Um, there's a there's a fine line between too many contour lines where you can't see the terrain underneath of it. Um, the general feedback we got was 200 foot contours is is pretty good, uh, especially for your planning. You can really visualize that terrain. 
If you wanted a little bit more detail, you can always switch over to the topo map. Um, I'm a, I'm a big user of the topo map. I'm a big fan of topo maps. Um, and that's where you really get that granularity and you can start seeing the terrain come to life. Um, yeah, the, the hybrid contour layer is a big improvement and, uh, we're definitely looking for feedback on that one. What other changes you guys have there? I personally think the big one, like you said, the change coordinate system. I come from a government background, as you know, from my fisheries field before I you know, worked at Go Hunt, and we always use UTMs. So to me, being able to see everything now in UTMs just makes makes my head like so much more cleaner. And to give users that ability to change it to whatever they like, like that's that, that's really cool to me to see that we're just like you know always looking at ins insider feedback and and changing things like that, like. It might seem simple, like, yeah, coordinate system, it is what it is. But, like, to me, it's a it's a cool change to have. Now you can customize it to how you like to see things. Brady, are and you like me in that, you, I mean, you're basically brought up on UTM system and could basically plot any point out just with coordinates on a topo map. And so, for I believe you're just like me. And guys like us that have grown up using that UTM system um and plotting literal points and and right on a topo map um being able to have those coordinates we just understand it better don't you think i i like it seems funny to think too like i don't know how you can use any other coordinate system <laughs> like the utms it seems like a, a simpler format and it's just you know it's it's clean there's less numbers less things to mess up on it, it yeah like you said the old top topo days like a paper map like I, I like UTMs were gold. Like I'm glad to see we have that rolled out, and the same functionality again is on our on our web app too. So we have UTMs on on there. Just I love UTMs. Oh, yeah, I do too. It's, what about copy coordinates? Yeah. So the one thing we did with copy coordinates, and this this really tied in to changing your coordinate system. So um, when you change your coordinate system, and then you click on a waypoint you'll see that new coordinate system reflect in that, that detail drawer on that, on that um, waypoint, and it'll be highlighted in blue. So all you have to do is just press and hold on that blue coordinate, and it'll copy in the format or in the system that you selected. So if you want to send an MGRS coordinate to somebody for one waypoint, and you want to send it as a UTM to another friend, you can now do that. So it'll reflect uh, those changes that you make. You just press and hold, It'll copy it to your clipboard so you can send it over to them. And then for them, all they have to do is paste that into the search bar. Um, and then it'll show up on the map. What about some of the improvements that have been done with the app? Yeah, we had um, one of the other big improvements that we pushed out was with uh, the app, app loading time. Um, so what Brady was talking about, like, how much data he has. Brady is a big data guy, so he's the perfect tester for us. Um, and what we realized was for some of those users who have thousands and thousands and thousands of waypoints, um, we we improve the way we launch the app and the way we render those waypoints on the map. Um, and what that what that's done is it's really streamlined that app launch speed. Um, so now when you open your app up, it'll it'll launch much faster. Um, we had some we had some folks call in. Um, we're having troubles with that, and, and we ended up narrowing it down to um, it's just a big data, you know, problem. So we fixed that, and, and that's out in the release we just put on the App Store as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're exactly like me, Jay. A waypoint overload. You can never have too many waypoints. <laughs> you, never, you never know a unit like better than just adding a bunch of waypoints everywhere. Potential glassing spots, potential access. Where might where where's a you know a good area that might be a wall? Where's a camp? Like. All that stuff, just I, I just like you know spraying it everywhere on my screen because you never know when you need to use that data. When's it become, you know, could be deciding factor on success or no success. Like if you don't have the data ahead of time, you'd be lost. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other improvements to the app, guys? I'd say the other big one is just um, you know the performance of the app, and and this is this is a little bit more technical, but. Um, it really, every device, especially especially on Android, there are thousands of different Android devices. Um, some have different memory capacity than others, and some perform differently than others. So one of the bigger improvements that we made, and this, this kind of really ties into the improvements with the map downloads, but it's how we manage that base map when you do go offline. Um, we've kind of restructured that in the app. So now 
when you've downloaded those maps or when you've uh, when we downloaded them while you're online, we we essentially use the same exact map. Um, so before we had a little bit more complicated file structure and it was burning up memory. Um, and what that would cause is it would cause a little delay or a little lag in the app. So all of that has been rebuilt uh, again from the ground up. And now you'll see those improvements when you go offline. And it's especially important when you're when you're in areas where your signal is dropping in and out. Um, one thing we we always recommend is if you're out hunting, either put your app in offline mode or or put it in airplane mode. Um, but but the reality is that not everybody does that and they don't remember to do that. So these improvements account for that. We wanted to make sure that it was stable and performant, even if they didn't put it in offline mode. Guys, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, it's exciting to, you know, see this come to fruition and, and make it in, in time for hunting season. And I'm super excited about it. Um, I know you've said over and over that feedback from customers is, is paramount. Um, tell the listeners um, where, if, if they want to give the feedback, they want to give ideas, if they have questions, you know, where can they reach out? Yeah, so you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Like feedback, like we live and breathe that. Um, and and I'll, I'll just say this, like I've read every single piece of feedback that's come in. Um, we read it every single day. Um, unfortunately, we cannot respond to everything, but um, but we do read it and we, and we do um, really listen to it um, intently. Um, when you're in the app, if you click on the profile tab, what you'll see is a feedback and a support button. If you need technical support or you want to talk to somebody about the app or a function of the app, the support button will send an email directly to our support team. Um, we'll also receive that, so we'll, we'll be able to, to, to see your feedback there. But if you want to submit a new idea or you have an idea about, about a way to improve the app or a new feature that doesn't exist yet, that's where we want to hear from the, you click on the feedback tab. And that's where we'll we'll see that feedback. So when we're sitting there brainstorming new ideas and I'm bouncing ideas off of Brady, we're really looking at that feedback tab, the, the things you post there with the new ideas. Um, but again, you can just you can do it right in the app um, or you can call into our, our customer service line. Um, either way, we're going to get it. Um, but it but it's super simple. We've also added in an FAQ uh, into the mobile app. So again, it's right there in that profile tab. If you just click on the FAQ um, and just have some general um, questions about how the app works, um, you can find all those answers on our FAQ. Fantastic. Well, guys, I uh, appreciate you spending an hour here with us and, and going over this. What I'd like to do here in the future um, is double back and uh, maybe get some uh, questions from uh, listeners and followers and uh, maybe uh, in the future here get a get an audio uh, excuse me, get a visual, um, you know, podcast going maybe on Instagram or something where we could actually, uh, you know, go through some scenarios. Uh, I know, Brady, you have uh, released an excellent video on YouTube of how you use the desktop application uh, for mule deer scouting. You just jumped into a unit and uh, basically started from ground zero and and i know that's got a lot of value so i'm looking forward to having you guys back on and i'm um, going over some of the maybe some of the new stuff because i know i know you guys um there's things you guys can't talk about things that you guys are working on like mad scientists behind the curtain um but i'm excited to uh you know get you guys back on and, and go over some of this stuff so uh, I want to give you guys both the chance if there's anything you feel like um, you want to point out or anything we missed um, to do that. And um, thanks from all from all of us uh, that are listening to uh, gain the knowledge here of the Go Hunt mapping system. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we appreciate coming on here. This is this is always fun to talk about maps or what we live and breathe, and it's it's cool to see the level of you know excitement from our insiders. Like you said, like feedback is everything. So every little piece, like even you, Jay, like all your ideas, like those are those are so valuable. Everyone uses maps differently, and we're all trying to make it come together. And like you mentioned earlier, that uh, e-scouting thing I did for Mule Deer. Well, we're not going to leave you elk guys out. Like Trail just did a <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal e-scouting thing about how he scouts for elk. And so that's going to be hitting our YouTube channel pretty soon too. 
And if you know Trail, he basically is part elk, so it's definitely going to be one you're going to want to check out. He's bugling right now, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, yeah, anything the, from you? Yeah, the last thing I'll say is just uh, stay tuned to, to the point you just mentioned. We have a lot of really cool stuff in the works, and we're super excited to get that out. Um, we will be pushing some new stuff out here over the next couple weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, jump in, make sure, make sure you're keeping your apps up to date, jump in and, and give us feedback on it. We want to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, thanks so much for, uh, spending some time uh, with us today, like I said, and I look forward to having you guys on again and congratulations with the success that you guys have had and, you know, all the hard work that's um, come to fruition. It's great to see, and I can't wait to see the future. I want to encourage everyone listening. Um, you can go to, uh, gohunt.com uh, forward slash jscott you can sign up for the insider You're, there's really cool stuff they're giving away some uh, big summer of elk giveaway uh, you can win a 2022 new mexico elk hunt you can win fifteen thousand dollars in hunting gear uh, you can also win a uh, or you automatically get a fifty dollar go hunt gear shop gift card just for signing up and everything we've been talking about, when you become an insider, this mapping, you automatically get it. So there's no extra charge. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. And Brady and Mike, uh, thanks for your time, okay? All right. Good yeah. luck this season, Jay. All right, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Take care. Guys, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to send me a direct message, you can do so on my Instagram account, which is at Outdoors. You can also send me an email at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I appreciate all the feedback on the podcast, and I look forward to hearing from you. GoHunt.com Insider has filtering 2.0 where you can get draw odds, strategy articles, species and unit breakdowns, and unbelievable gear giveaways. Did you know that they actually have a point system where you get 11% back to the consumer for using points for every dollar spent? Also, a new addition is the mapping, Go Hunt Maps. You have the desktop version, you have the mobile version for iOS and for Android users. There's never been a greater value for the Go Hunt Insider. Check them out at gohunt.com forward slash jscott.